news on media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Watch out for the swearing, because here comes Jackie Hagan, poet, comedian and theatre maker. She grew up in Skelmersdale in northwest England, and just wait till you hear about her first childhood crushes. I think she's the first person that's ever talked to me about being attracted to an inanimate object. Have a listen to this. Well, I always tick the bisexual box, mm. literally, but there's more to identification than that, isn't there? I like the word queer. I identify with it in lots of ways. If you use queer as a verb, queer just meaning, like, fucking things up, like, in a sort of a clever sort of anarchic way, like, you know, doing it wrong, but in a sort of purposeful um, good way. So, like, doing girl wrong, yeah. you know, like, I do girl wrong, or doing crip wrong, like, doing disabled wrong, so that people can't see me, can they? So I've got one leg, and so I fuck that up. I do, instead of being like the, oh, God, I've got one leg up on me, or, you know, whatever, mm. like, the thing that people expect you to be, I, I do, like, stump puppetry, um, and you'd, like, you know, you've got to guess what celebrity it is and what have you. Um, so... It's like that queer and things is to fuck shit up in a really good way. So you mess lo- them up and like so that, is usurp that, expectation. So that's your favourite adjective then, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'd call. So that's I like call myself queer because that's what I'm about in mm. loads of ways. So I like that. But then sometimes when you say queer, people are like, "What does she really mean? What mm. a real sexuality is if it's like an umbrella term that means mm. nothing." Like I don't think that I love it. So then you're like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." You just want to know what gender. That's all I'm into, don't you? <laughs> That's what people I mean, mean sometimes. I guess they do. Yeah, yeah. So but, all of them, all of them. And then there's problems with bisexual, isn't there, the word now? Is there? So what's the problem with bisexual? I mean, a lot of people now are saying pansexual as opposed to bisexual, who maybe in the past might have said bisexual, do you think? Yeah, there's a big um, shift, isn't there? Mm. So the problem with the word bisexual, so people are getting a cob on with it. Oh, there might be people that aren't from <laughs> Scam and Wigan listening. Cob on <laughs> means, like, get get narky, get narky, get a cob on. Get angry is what I mean. Um, people yeah. get a cob on with um, the word bisexual because of bi meaning two. So people like that means that you only like men and women and by that they mean you hate trans people or you are um, anti-non-binary so that's um, absolute bollocks you know historically bisexual people have been trans a lot of the time and being bisexual Mm. is this sort of liminal space it's not like oh you're bisexual so you've got twice the amount of acceptance gay people hate you straight people hate you you know generally people just keep the fucking head down um, which I I don't yeah so historically it's like being bisexual is like right I don't care about being accepted by any of the the groups of people Mm. um, which is true as well of being non-binary and being trans and you know occupying all them spaces so yeah so it's bullshit that just because just because the prefix bi means two means that people can really like sort of fixate on that rather than going oh do you know what this represents people and people are more complicated than that by definition, you probably would identify as being pan, but you're just quite happy using bisexual still, is what you're saying. Yeah, I just like the underdog. I just want to defend the word bisexual, really, so I'll stick with it. And also, it's like, I just sort of fought for it inside me and outside me yet, because it's yourself as well, isn't it? Fought for it for so long. I'm not about to just give it up, you know? So I'll just fight the case for it. Fair enough, because do you know what? There's a lot of bisexuals out there, but they're quite hard to find. Not enough people put their head over the parapet and go, yes, me, I'm bisexual. 
Well, exactly, yeah. And especially when you've got a bit of a platform if you perform in some sort of sense because you don't, you know, that's your job, isn't it? You've got to pay the rent with that. So if you're like, oh, yeah, and I'm bisexual and, like, and you lose the gays and you lose the straights, you fucked, aren't you? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so at what stage... I see why people do it. I'm totally sympathetic uh, to it. So at what stage did you sort of come to the conclusion that you were bisexual? What was the sort oh, of realisation process? Well, my, like, my first crush was multiple. It was on... Do you remember Lindsay Sardi? Yeah, like um, page three girl. Underwear I was, model. <laughs> I was very, I wasn't very politically correct when I was two. Yeah, yeah underwear model, glamour model, glamour model, yeah. um, and Rambo. You know Rambo, oh, the actual, character, actual yeah, actual Rambo, yeah, actual Rambo yeah. Okay, yeah, and Boy George. So take that, Kinsey. You know, it was you know those, but those nice. Were, those were the people you fancied. As, that was my first crush in one go. And my mum's what do you call this big massive tape deck. You can tell from the way I said, I said that then that I sort of found a big, massive tape deck. Uh, <laughs> ghetto blaster. <laughs> a ghetto blaster? What, yeah, what yeah. about the ghetto blaster? That was in there with the group. I, was, I had a crush on the ghetto blaster as well. Okay, well, this is moving into a whole new sphere. Uh, were you one of those <laughs> yeah, people that fancy yeah. inanimate objects as well? Well, there was just two. Yeah. I was just so, I didn't have any, I don't, I mean, I think I haven't changed that much since I was two. I've lived, like, I've lived quite a hard life, but in another mm. way, quite a charmed life, because I've mm. never really been socialised. You know, I've never had an office job. I yeah. had mad parents who were great. I was never really told off for fancying a ghetto blaster, so I never stopped it. Quite fair enough, Jackie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You're the first person that's come out to me as fancying an inanimate object, and I like you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that your sexuality was to do with your menage at that age. Well, no, I suppose yeah. as a child you wouldn't know, would you really? So when was the first time you sort of articulated it then and said um, maybe to your family or, or someone that you knew? It was during the adverts and Brookside. Uh-huh. And I'd been getting the balls up for ages. Well, actually, I suppose it was to my, to my brother and then to my parents. Mm. And I didn't say to them, mum, dad, I'm bisexual, because mm. it sounds too sexual. You mm. know, like even just saying the words something sexual to your mum and dad feels embarrassing. Yeah. I was 13 as well. You're just embarrassed of everything then, aren't you? So I said, the, the girl that I was saying, um, I said, oh, that's not my friends. That's my girlfriend's. You had a um, girlfriend at 13? Yeah, but she wasn't. She didn't really like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why I, sk- I skipped over her name then because I felt embarrassed. So, so what, what you, I, you were having a relationship at 13? No, not really. Not no, really. it was just, it was... I, but you I, liked her. I live in a world of delusion. It's like, mm. even through this interview, I've had to go, hang on, what's the, what's the reality of this? Because when you're a, a writer and performer, you rewrite like the narratives of mm. your own life because you're using it, you think about mm. the audience. You're going to go, hang on, what really happened? So at 13, there was a girl at school, presumably, that you liked. And yeah. did you tell her that you liked her? Um, no. But I was 13. I liked everyone. Mm. I think what it is is that my sexuality has always been, like, I want the illicit thing. I want the thing I'm not meant to do. Mm. I mean, I went to Catholic school, so maybe that's part mm. of it. So you're not meant to go out with women. But then once I was, like, very established in, mm. like, the lesbian community, it's like, oh, you're allowed to go out with women now. So that's not fun anymore. But lesbians hate your shag and men, so let's go and do that. And then once it was like, oh, Jackie's just bisexual. Oh, okay. So now I'm allowed to shag everyone. And so where do I go now? So did you really get flack from lesbians then for, for A little dating bit. men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was quite an angry 
sort of 20 something mm. so you get more people looking at each other rather than saying anything to your face because yeah. I was quite a narky cow then I wasn't this wonderful charming thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> of course you get loads of like biphobia I got threatened and stuff you, like I'd perform at Pride and do stuff about bisexuality and I got like threatened in the in a beer garden I mean when I say threatened I mean you know when you think oh my god I'm going to get my egg kicked in mm. here usually you get um annoyance and like some gay people getting annoyed at you for being in queer spaces or existing in general and then you get like straight people are like think just think that it means that you're kinky and you want to fuck the girlfriends while i watch so why is it so difficult for people to comprehend i've never really understood because it's just put out there people love binaries don't Mm. they people are obsessed with like extremes the idea that the world and people are just very gray area and that everything's fluid scares the shit out of people because humans need to categorize things but it's always like pick a side any side it's like why exactly yeah just make for you feel comfortable (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like oh just for liverpool everton don't give a shit choose one yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very very similar to the football analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And I, I know that biphobia exists. I've certainly dated a lot of bisexual women over the years. And I have had a lot of lesbian friends turn around and go, oh, Emma, why are you bothering? Yeah. You know, yeah. and the assumption is, you know, they'll never commit to you because in the end of the day, they will go off and find a man. That's, yeah. that's the assumption. And then I guess in the straight world, the assumption is from men that you're going to go off and leave them for a woman. So you can't well, really win, can you? Want, just want you to have kinky sex. Uh, but yeah, there is that, yeah. Yeah, difficult, isn't it? So you haven't told me yet the conversation over Brookside. What happened oh, during yeah, the effort? Oh, yeah, of course. So um, let's go yeah, back in time. And they were just like, okay. I wasn't a difficult kid, but I was fucking whimsical. You know, I thought I could fly. I thought it was immortal, all this mad shit. So they were just like, okay, okay. I think they thought it was a phase, but because I was a phasey kid, not because they were pricks. And they're not pricks. But you said you couldn't say you were bisexual, so how did you phrase it? What did you say? I said, this girl, I said, she's oh, yeah. my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. But then you started talking about, was she really your girlfriend? Oh, and I started right, blushing, <laughs> even though it was like 20 years ago. And then you have to keep coming out, don't you? Mm. So it was it was years. I was being bisexual. I would say I was bisexual to other people, you mm. know. And then I went to university and I was so excited about joining. And it was just the LGB then. That makes me feel old. Mm. Um, I was so excited about being around queer people. And then I got there and it was like, oh, okay. You know, your survival instinct sets in, doesn't it? And you're like, fuck, I should say I'm a lesbian. So then I was said I was a lesbian for years to try and fit in with these people. I would never fit in with anyway. So what, you don't think... It was more of a class thing than a sexuality thing, but anyway. You didn't yeah. think they'd accept you if you said that you were bi? No, definitely not. Gosh. Well, you say you're old. When I went to university, I'm that old. It was just the Lesbian and Gay Society. I didn't even know it was just the LG. It. <laughs> it was the LNG. Yeah. I had to make them change it. That was in Liverpool. Really? In the early 90s, yeah. Liverpool Polytechnic Students Union, Lesbian and Gay Society. And I made them change it to bisexual. Yeah, because I, I came out as bisexual first. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. And oh, then I man. thought, well, I'm not really. Yeah. I, don't. I just decided, just because I've had a couple of boyfriends doesn't really make me bisexual. Yeah. I tried them out. 
Didn't really, exactly, didn't really yeah. fit. <laughs> didn't work for me. I think that's the thing as well, is that people don't know what the what the definition of bisexual is, do they? So they don't know if they're allowed to call themselves it. Mm. So they go, oh, better, better not. I know what gay is, I know what lesbian is. Mm. I better leave that dodgy one alone. Mm. Whereas in reality, it's like you can call yourself, you know, you fancy one man and all the women in the world bisexual, fine. Yeah, no. exactly. I still fancy David Beckham on occasion. So maybe, yeah. maybe I'm still bisexual. Maybe you are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's forever changing, isn't it, really? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. stick to one thing, though, does it? That's, no. Like we say, it's, it's a lot more fluid than people. I think it's, you know, when people go, oh, I don't like labels. And I used mm. to hate that because I was like, I'm fucking fighting for this label, mate. But I think it's a lot of them people have just realised that everything's fluid mm. and that everything's, it doesn't fucking matter that much. Mm. And in terms of like just accept everything want but the thing is is that if you're not banging on about labels then you can't fight for for it mm. so there needs to be a kind of a campaign there needs to be a banner that is like fucking calm down accept everyone maybe something a bit shorter than that <laughs> <laughs> that's not so snappy is it really yeah. so have you dated both men and women and yeah how's it panned out either way as men out. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> well um it's more about um dating straight i've never dated a bisexual woman mm. i don't think yeah, so I've dated lesbians, mm -hmm. butch lesbians, brilliant. That's my, that was like my bread and butter, you know? Right, okay. <laughs> and then bisexual men, I get that. That makes sense to me. That's kind mm. of my bread and butter. Now I'm dating a straight man. He's yeah. not just a straight man. He is straight, middle class. He's got a nine to five, able-bodied, neurotypical, white, middle class man. What the fuck? But you, you, can't, you sound like you're you feeling disappointed in yourself, I am Jackie. so disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed. <laughs> than him i've been like, i've been trying to convince him but like even on coke is not everyone you can turn anyone with cocaine can't you but like he's even straight then it's disgusting and have you had to tell him you are bisexual in a lot of your other relationships oh my God. Women? It's the, i mean i'm out there aren't i just the idea of going like oh by the way i need to tell you something i'm bisexual i mean the idea that you might assume that i'm straight oh. um well let me just say you're sat here with your rainbow colored hair and your sort of Stars and rainbow tattoos all over your body as well. And so also all the wear. I may as well as dead queer, so... That's true. Yeah, and I think maybe just the way I approach... I don't know, talking to him and stuff like that. Has he ever mentioned it or you've had any conversations about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I sort of bang on about it a lot. Like, by erasure, like, when it's on TV, you know, when someone, the media gathers someone up into, like, gay or straight mm. or lo on, like, a telepromogram and they'll say, this, oh, they must be gay because they've just kissed a man. You know, I've kind of, not staunchly, but he just notices that now mm. because he has to because I'm there watching the telly with him. But, yeah, I do sort of go on about it. He did say early days, he said something that was like, you don't need a community because you can join in either one. And I was like, no, don't you think it would be lovely to me to have my own community? Mm. Like, that would be amazing to have, like, my own bisexual culture. Like, because when you go to Pride, it's like, oh, okay, rainbow flag isn't mine. And then it's like straight stuff makes me sick because it's all so amazingly mainstream and the presumptions that it makes us about people and heteronormative and ugh. So it got telling off for that. 
Because they do have a, a biphoria, don't they? There is, there is a oh, yeah. bi I mean, there pride is event. Bi- and BiCon oh. is like a conference right. every year. So there is stuff. I mean, to be honest, what I've done now is I've realised that I'm not massively keen. Oh, this is excellent. Now, the next paragraph is an excellent way to isolate myself from everyone. Let's just alienate everyone. I don't really like gay culture. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, like mainstream gay culture that's based on going out and clubbing. I'm too fucking old and like lame now. Like, But I don't um, think a lot of people do. And I don't really like straight culture, and mm. I've realised I'm not massively keen on bi culture. So I was like, "Oh, okay. So I guess I'll just have a community of my own little weirdos." You just have to stay at home more, Jackie. <laughs> I am doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever had any sort of tricky times coming out to people? Not so much now, because it was more in early days. Where I'm from, scam is. It's Just for our foreign listeners, Skelmersdale in northwest England. <laughs> yeah, because that'll clear it up, <laughs> won't it? Um, it's just—it's like a little. It's rough. It's very, very small, and everyone has got a cap on with the trackies tucked into the socks. You know, it's—it's it's very samey, and so I couldn't find like my people. I couldn't find my weirdos, and needed to find mm. more weirdos there. So I was really sad and isolated and mentally fucked up when I was there about sexuality and about just being very separate and so you felt very alone yeah totally yeah I didn't know that it would be okay one day I didn't know that I'd be able to go on stage and find my weirdos and you know I just thought this is it and I I was like I don't know if I'm going to fall in love all of that stuff and all just like internalised biphobia stuff internalised homophobia all the stuff that you start out with because you know the society teaches you it it's funny, isn't it? It's that a lot of people say this. You know, there's so much sort of shame and angst and feeling isolated. Mm. And when you're that young, you just can't see a future where that's going to change, can you really? And it seems like the worst place and the worst thing in the world, doesn't it? I think that it helps if there's stuff on telly, you know, mm. if you see stuff like Divine David who's this um, bloody hell, I'll just describe Divine David as like a sort of drag artist, like an- but a very arty, weird as fuck one. He's the king of avant-garde. Totally, but, but the kind of avant-garde that would be on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. So he, he did have a Channel telly. 4 show at one point. Yeah, yeah. well that was when I was like about mm. 13 or 14 maybe. Yeah, and I'd, I'd tape it off the telly. I wasn't the type where, in the type of households where you had to hide it from your mum and dad because mum mm. and dads were, you know just fine and crazy but it did still feel like this little precious thing because why the society wasn't liking it um so it was still kind of hidden and a bit of a lifeline really because i saw boy george and i was made up with boy george but he wasn't screaming at the world and i needed someone who was screaming at the world which Divine David is. I thought you'd say someone like Ellen, but no, you weren't going to pick someone as no. mainstream as that, were you, really? <laughs> but that, that was a big deal in the 90s, though, when she came out in her sitcom. It was a huge deal. She yeah. lost her job over it. Did know. she? Yeah, she ended, the sitcom ended, didn't it? So I mean, it, now she's got all this success that she's got yeah. because she fought for change, basically. She had to go through the rejection and the... Mine the was um, Beth. George Ash, that was my Alan. Uh, I'm going to impress. That was massive. I'm going to impress you now. 
What? I'm going to tell you You've something. You've got off with Beth Jaws, Ash. No? no, no. I'm going to tell you that I was the lesbian storyline advisor <gasps> to Brookside. Fuck you. Oh, I was. my God. I was. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know the person who did the, sorry, the incest storyline as well. I met her the other day. <laughs> okay. Sorry, no, that's different. But, Phew, um, that wasn't yeah. me. No, I'm not an expert <laughs> on incest, but I am an expert on lesbians. But the both storylines were excellent. Mm. Wow. So did you write, so hang on, you were a consultant on what lesbianism is. Yeah. So that they could kiss in a fucking hallway yeah in some christmas yeah. jumpers okay i'll tell you what happened jackie i was um <laughs> i was the publications officer of liverpool students union mm. and the researchers at brookside rang the students union women's officer yeah saying have you got any lesbians we can speak to because we've got this big <laughs> lesbian storyline and we don't know anything about lesbian culture and she went yeah wow. i do know one that's really good that so, they did that though yeah so i had to go down to this meeting but it was really Almost difficult, because I was sat there at this massive, big, long table at Mersey TV, uh. and these two women were sat there at the opposite end of this massive table. It's hilarious, and I'm like, but how do we show um, Beth Jordash as a young woman questioning her sexuality without actually ever saying it? And I was like, I don't know. Could she be reading Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could she be reading a copy of the Pink News, which in those days was a newspaper? So, yeah, I advised them on that. And, and then, what, what did she do? I can't, I, no, I can't remember. I think no, she might have seen remember. some newspapers or something. But also, I then said to them, right, because this is the days way prior to apps or dating stuff. So like, she'll need to go out and go to a gay club because yeah, that's what you oh do. Oh, God. Remember your heart and your yeah. throat thinking everyone can see you walking down the street from a mile away going lesbian. Yeah. yeah God. So I to... sort of miss that absolute fear in a way. Mm. Not fear, but the, you know, the excitement when of the young, early days. And yeah, you go to yeah. a gay nightclub for the first yeah. time. So yeah. I, I said to Mersey TV, you're going to have to do a scene where she goes to a gay nightclub because she needs to go out on the pool and find a woman, basically, yeah. is what I said to them. And I said, and when you do that i will supply you with proper lgbt extras to put in the club Brilliant. so it doesn't look yeah. like wrong and i did and my friend steve kissed his boyfriend in the background and that again was <gasps> one of the first like gay male kisses on tv but no one ever talks about that because they were just in the background because it, it was just in the background yeah wow. yeah he kissed his boyfriend gareth at the time oh and it was in this awful um it was obviously a pub in the middle of the day somewhere in Liverpool I can't remember where Yeah, but I was the most popular person in Liverpool because bet, yeah. we got paid £50 a day to be an extra and they right, got yeah. bacon butties not much more than that now actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, God, yeah. I'm really really impressed by that That's I told you been, I've totally digressed and it's supposed to be about no, you this, but I thought you'd be where the... did she meet the other one the, the ginger well one? Margaret was Nicola so... Sturge and I fancy there I remember her name <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't not Google Sturgeon, women this day oh, no, she... not, Nicola Sturgeon's a politician Yes, yeah, she? she's the head of Scottish National Party. <laughs> Can't remember. Her no, name. she was called Nicola though. Yeah, and because yeah. she, she lived on the close as well, didn't she? I can't. remember. Oh, she lived somewhere around Brookside Close, anyway. Yeah. All yeah. oh, those were the days. Aww. But you're right; it does make a difference having LGBT characters on the TV. Did she murder the dad before or after she was a lesbian? <laughs> no, <it was> a t- <laughs> I did not advise that their first lesbian character should then become Be a, a murderer. murderer. Yeah. I did not advise that. Can I just point that out? Yeah. I don't think that's sort of weird homophobia. I think it's just Brookside and a lot has got to happen every day, yes. hasn't it? Someone's got to get buried under the patio. <laughs> Someone's got to be on a roof on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jackie, if you had any advice to impart to uh, any uh, current Jackies who are oh, it's all young and innocent. Now, isn't it? It's all different with the internet. I think that maybe because of the internet and because there's so much identity politics out there because i i imagine what i'd feel if there was that 
when I was 13 is that you've got to be able to understand it all because sometimes mm. I see kids and they're talking in quite academic language mm. or they're really doing down other people who don't know something that they've just learned a minute ago, mm. you know. I think it's good that kids are, like, really ethical now, but, like, this sort of cancel culture and stuff. I'd be shitting myself of saying anything on the internet if I was 13 mm. and queer. So I'd say... Just sort of step away from that and just figure out what you are in, in your heart, you know, authentically what you really are. And then go out and fall in love 17 times and, you know, break your heart into a thousand pieces. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. find another one. You won't think you're fine at the time, but you no, actually you will get yeah. over it eventually. <laughs> time, but yeah, broken hearts do heal. But you're right. It, it's about acknowledging it yourself in the first place, isn't it, really? Yeah. Don't think you've got to know, like, exactly what you are when you're fucking 11, mm. for God's sake. Yeah. A massive thank you to the hilarious Jackie Hagen, who still remains the only person I've ever seen drink champagne out of their own prosthetic leg. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you want to find out more about this podcast, perhaps ask us a question or even offer yourself up for an interview. Well, you can follow us at Come Out Stories on Twitter or Coming Out Stories Pod on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Emma Goswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time round, you'll hear from Ed. He's a writer and an LGBT travel expert from Boston, but he kept his sexuality a secret until he was inspired to come out by other students at Harvard. I always thought you kind of had to apologize for being gay, but they kind of taught me, no, you don't. And this one, uh, William, from Iowa, but a small town in Iowa, like population 5,000, a rural community, but his parents are super progressive. So he came out when he was 12 to them in Iowa, and they supported him. And when he was my friend in college, I thought, if he can do it, I can do it in Boston, at Harvard, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for God's sake.